to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Hello, Shachar Erez. Hello, Ziv Raviv. And today is an off-season episode. We are really all going through a lot right now with the pandemic. And we had an amazing opportunity to get Tina Tessinak to come back to the show and share with her some of her insights from an in-health therapy clinic. She's busier than ever. Shachar, you, you also are working with people too. Yeah. I still coach people and, and I see a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and stress. And we're here to talk about a few tips and ideas of how to just feel okay with what you're feeling right now and also maybe just uh, cope a little bit differently and, and better. Tina, hi, how are you? Tina Tessina. I'm fine, Zev and Shakar, how are you? Good. It's good to see all of us uh, here uh, safe. Yeah, it's nice and, uh, to be all together again and be safe. Yes, yeah. and, and I hope that uh, the people are listening to this and remembering the previous interview that we had with you in season two and are happy about themselves being safe too. So thank you for listening. And uh, Tina, how are you able to continue to meet people for couples therapy and for therapy in general? I'm using telephone and Zoom. And of course, my office is in my home, but nobody's coming here now. So it's all by telephone and by Zoom. Would you say the problems have changed at all? Somewhat, yeah, definitely. Normally, we get a lot of space from each other that we don't even think about. We go off to work, we go out to the grocery store or whatever, take the kids places. And that's all space we get from each other and gives us a little breather. Just like sitting in your car waiting for your kid to come out of school is a few minutes alone. And that's all gone now. We don't get to do any of that. Even the little runs we do to the grocery store are far apart and very circumscribed because we have to be so careful. And that's about the only way people ever get out of the house now. So we've lost a lot of space for being alone by ourselves. And um, it's really telling on people. People are struggling with that. The way you described that moment before the kid comes back from the kindergarten or from school, it's also almost like a meditative moment where you sit down with yourself and you can breathe, maybe listen to music or just be with yourself and think. Shachar, do you see any, any change in the responses of people and the way they feel and the way they are in these days? Yeah, yeah, I think everybody is struggling. Even the few people that say that they're not struggling and you know, some people really know how to get the best out of it, even they go through waves. All the uncertainty and, and the, the loss of normalcy and just being at home so much and the lack of human contact, of real contact, not through a computer. That's not good for our body minds. That's not, that's not what we are wired for. So it takes a toll on all of us in different ways. You know, I work a lot with families, with the couples that have children and now the children are at home. They don't have any fair time. No alone time at all. It's just no alone time. Only any couple time. That takes a big toll on the relationship. It does. 
a lot of issues have been coming up for me about people struggling with other people in their lives who aren't doing what they think they should do. Like I have a single mom, she and her 10-year-old daughter live with an older woman that have lived with her for several years. She's like a adopted aunt. And she usually takes very good care of them and, and worries about them. But right now she's being very defiant and going out and visiting her friends. My single mom client is very worried about her own safety and her daughter's safety. Doesn't know how to deal with that. You know, how do you tell someone that you love and respect? I don't approve of what you're doing. This whole lockdown or shutdown and quarantine situation, it, it's, it feels like it is against who you consider yourself to be. Like we see ourselves as free people that value our freedom. And, the, and now we're, we're all in this home jail and <laughs> are not allowed to go out, not allowed to meet people, not allowed to go to a restaurant, not allowed to, to even sometimes taking out food is forbidden in certain days, certain situations on certain mm-hmm. countries. Yeah, we've all been grounded. Yeah, Yeah. like by by the world, by this virus. (laughs) Yes. It doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel good. And the uncertainty, nobody knows for sure if anybody around them has been exposed because there are people who don't have symptoms who can pass the virus on and nobody knows how long this is going to be and nobody knows what's going to happen when we do get a chance to reenter. What's the reentry going to be like? The governor of California yesterday was on television talking about what he gave a whole list of things that would need to happen before he could say reopen businesses. And it's a long list and it's complicated. You know, we're not even close to being able to test everybody yet. So that's all uncertainty and uncertainty is very hard for people. Life is uncertain, yes, but we usually don't pay much attention to the uncertainty. We focus on what we're certain about. Now that's not so much there. Right. It actually really shows us how fragile we are, how uncertain life is. Yes, yes. And I see a few people, a few clients that are actually able to meet that and go really deep with that. And they do really meaningful psychological work. But honestly, most of the people don't have any space for that. They just need to get through the day. Yes. There seems to be a dichotomy of people who are like couples at home with their children, don't have one spare minute. And then individuals who are home by themselves are just lonely and frustrated and nothing going on. And, you know, they have way more time than they need. Would be nice if they could share that a little bit so that you know but that isn't the way it works it's either feast or famine i really feel for people that has uh the love language of physical touch and uh, even even quality time this type of people which is a big chunk of the population (laughs) that's right uh, like it's two out of five that are so hard to feel loved when what you need is touch and people that you meet if you are able to meet them at all, cannot really go near you and cannot touch you, cannot hug you, cannot be with you physically, just like shoulder to shoulder or whatnot. And the same goes with quality time. It's not exactly quality time when you when your date night is 
in a home with a teenager that doesn't go to sleep <laughs> ever and, and, and like your nine-year-old and six-year-old decide that going to bed at 11 p.m. is totally okay. Your ability to insist on house rules even goes way down because the society rules have changed yeah. so much. That's right. What can you do to reduce some of the stress or overcome some of these feelings? Well, I, there's a few things in there, a few different topics I'd like to address. One is the touch thing. A lot of my clients don't realize that they can touch themselves. If your love language is touch, then rubbing your own arms, you know, if it's we're talking about sex, we're talking about masturbation here, all those things help. They're not as wonderful as being with somebody else, but they're a lot better than no touch. Also, hugging a pet is very valuable. You get the same physiological responses to hugging your cat or dog as you do to hugging a person. My pussy cat, she doesn't like my hugs so much, <laughs> but I totally relate to what you just said. I really, I go and, and pet her more than ever these days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's very helpful. And there are also a lot of pets that need fostering. If we're talking about people who are alone at home, they can foster some pets and get some touch that way. But people who are on the opposite side of the spectrum and have, are surrounded by, you know, spouse and children all day long and all night long, it, they have a different issue. And the sen- sense I get is overwhelm. They're overwhelmed from just all the changes, trying to work at home when there's all kinds of craziness going on around you. And people don't talk enough about, okay, you're working, like I'm working at home. My husband is not. He's a ballroom dance teacher and he touches people. So he can't work right now. So we have had to talk about when can I be interrupted? When can I not be interrupted? What are your plans for the day? And can you help me out with this? And whatever, you have to talk about it. You can't just assume the other partner is going to know, even though we've been together 38 years, you know, it's not a new relationship. We still have to talk and say, what's going on? How do you want to do this? How can we do that? My husband was saying that he was walking the dogs the other day and he met somebody very strange probably a homeless person, no mask and all kinds of physical symptoms. And, you know, he was having a hard time keeping his distance from the guy. And it, it scared him about going out for walks with the dog. So he hasn't even been doing that so much. So we have to talk about that. I suggested that he try another route and still do the walks because they're really important to his mental health. But if you're dealing with children and all those things, that's not something you can manage by rote, by the habits are all gone because everything's different and you can't just wing it with each other. You have to sit down and talk about it, even though that's one more thing to do. I realize I, you know, my uh, clients that feel overwhelmed are, you know, they just kind of recoil when I suggest they do something like sit down and have a talk because they're they don't know how to manage that, but it can be done and it does make things easier. Yeah, yeah. Like a simple question of how can I support you today? 
Yeah, because we all need support. We're all struggling. And when we can remember that our spouse, our partner is struggling as well and offer support, that's really valuable. I think also there's, there's a really important point in adjusting your expectations from yourself because we, we sometimes see ourselves like as a, a really powerful, ideal version of ourselves that can do everything. <laughs> And that version might tell you that you should get your kids to do the homeschooling activities for six hours straight, just like they do in school. But in these settings where like you were never homeschooling before potentially, and suddenly you are the teacher, the headmaster, and the, 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 the like and you still prepare all the food and you still mm-hmm. you need to be creative with a lot of things right now with finding solutions and being a teacher on top of everything is a lot of expectations from ourselves. It is. And my friends who are school teachers are still teaching, but they had to go overnight from teaching in an in-person classroom to teaching via video and telephone and whatever. And they had to learn all that technology and they have kids too. And, you know, they have all that chaos going on in their background and they're trying to teach other kids and it's the learning curve that's so difficult we can figure this all out if we have enough time but my guess is by the time we get it all figured out and get adjusted to it it's going to change again yes yes and then again and then again and then then again and then again yes i agree Uh, it's really hard times to go through this but but there are some things that we can do to improve and so we've talked about the first one being uh, to talk about it. And even specifically, I love that question, Shachar, like, how can I support you today? I feel just supported by thinking about the question. That's Uh, a great question. I agree. It is. And and I think that um, even a bit patience, you know, it's hard to be patient and generous with patience right now. But if your spouse is a little bit collapsing or more emotional or something of that sort, you don't need to see that as something that is a problem of, of any sort. Just try to be attentive and try to be supportive. And in some way, even we have our moments that are hard moments, you know, that we yeah. cry and that we are angry and that we, we just, it brings out those feelings for us. It's yeah, like, you need time to vent every once in a while. You have to because... The- The pressure builds up, the stress builds up. We have a joke here about taking turns. You know, no, it's not your turn to be cranky. It's my turn to be cranky. (laughs) We make a joke out of it and that helps. You know, a sense of humor helps a lot. There's also, do you know, are you familiar with that Keep Calm and Carry On poster from World War II? The Brits put up. That's such a good attitude for now. And it was developed in a time like this in Britain during World War II. You know, they were being bombed and all kinds of things and everything was in chaos. And that's where that poster came from. Keep calm and carry on. It's a great um, mnemonic for us to use now, too. And to say, if you see your spouse is stressed and having a problem, try to take something. Use Shigar's question about how can I help you? to try to take something off them right now, but they might not even be able to articulate what they need. If your wife is standing at the stove and crying, just kind of 
try and take that away from her, you know, <laughs> take over the stove for a few minutes so she can have her moment in the bathroom or wherever she can get a moment's peace. And or the same thing, you know, about if your husband's doing that, showing sign. My husband doesn't usually cry. He usually gets cranky when he's stressed. Yeah, of course, man. And when I see that, I try to leave some extra space around him and see what I can do to just ease things up for him. And none of it's perfect. You have to just kind of guess and try things out. And that's very important. Uh, These days, nothing is perfect. And it's really a lot about forgiving, forgiving ourselves for not being Mm -hmm. perfect and Mm -hmm. cranky and yelling or crying or whatever and forgiving our partners for having a hard time. Even compromising making a gesture that is a compromise, like you want to give the full hug, the, the, the longer stay or the quality time or whatnot, but everyone are under this stress or need to operate stuff. But just taking that short moment for just a touch on, on, on the hand and just reconnecting for a second with the eye contact, everything okay, uh, like just, just showing that we are in this a few times throughout the day so that the overall feeling is that there is an us here. We mm-hmm. don't have time right now. We, we don't have privacy. We don't have as many high-quality connection date times or whatnot, but we, mm-hmm. we, but we are still in this together. Yeah, and the, I think the people who are together are the lucky ones. I think it's easier. Even though it's difficult, it's easier to be with other people, your spouse and your children, than it is to be all alone. Mm-hmm. I have two people I know that lost their spouses, long-term, very long-term spouses, you know, other illnesses, cancer and things, but they lost them during this. And now they're home all alone in what was their shared home, trying to grieve. It's not easy. And they can't, you know, the only support they can get is by telephone or video. And uh, it's very tough because that's when you want everybody around you is when you're feeling that kind of loss. So. We have to count our blessings too. That's really helpful if you take a moment and say, you know, what you're glad about. I'm glad. I was thinking the other day, we have such an abundance of food in our grocery stores. And I've been to other places in the world where that isn't true. And so, you know, I was talking to Richard about that. We got to remember that that's something to be grateful for, all that It might be more difficult to get it than usual, but it's there and we can get it. Just to say, I'm really, if I have to go through all this, I'm glad I'm going through it with you. That's been working great for me in hard moments. Uh, I stop with my wife when we do a quick gratitude. Just mention three things we are grateful for and that really helps to reframe. Yeah, because we're hardwired to pay attention to what's going wrong. That's where our brains go automatically. So we have to remind ourselves of what's still going right. There's been a big tornado here and people had their roofs torn off over their heads. I still have my roof. That's something for me to be grateful for. And when you do that, you're right, Shahar, it it changes your whole mindset. We We have to fight that hard wiring to always focus on the problem. And we need to either focus on the solution or focus on what we're grateful for. So one of the problems I personally stumbled upon was related to sex and finding 
time where you have privacy for that, mainly because of the situation with the kids that they stay mm-hmm. way, way longer. My teenager kid decided that it's a good a good idea to stay even up to two, three, four am and for a while, I was overwhelmed and didn't respond in any way where I try to way, yeah. yes get her to to change her habits and now they're kind of formed so we are now in in negotiation phase where we say okay two nights a week you have to go to sleep at 11 p.m because that helps me get feel like I have more space everyone are asleep and I know that that I can sleep better that's how we called it and and, and <laughs> I find that um, by being creative around sex, First of all, communicating your needs with the spouse and also finding new moments. Shower time became a place where it's okay to not interrupt you inside of the room. And, or early morning has become a time where the kids, there's no way they will wake up until, until 8 or, or, or even 8.30. So you need to reinvent the moments to reconnect with sex. Yeah, I agree. And and you need to let go of a lot of the habits and patterns. This is yes. you need to let go of the this is the way we do it mindset and find new ways. Find have a quickie instead of a full sexual experience because that's all the time you've got. Or do it in stages, you know. We can we can do a little hugging and cuddling the night before and then we have a little time if we wake up early in the morning go on from there and break it up and try do whatever works is the is the key rather yep. than thinking that there's a right way to do it there isn't a right way to do it whatever makes you feel good is the right way to do it another challenge on this front that i hear from couples is that they're actually their sexual passion is, is lower i think because they spend so much time together exactly actually less sexy yeah, we have an, another thing we laugh about around here is how can I miss you if you don't go away? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's it's really happening now. How can I miss you? You know, that feeling like if somebody's gone to work and they come home and you think, oh, I'm glad to see you. That's gone because they're not going to work. They're working yeah. right here. And so that too, just the like getting out to walk the dog is a way to get away. And so we can come back and have a little bit of that. I missed you feeling, which I agree with you. That's exactly why they're not having. And the combination of, you know, everybody being there all the time, can't send the kids to somebody else's house for a sleepover or something. (laughs) You can't do any of those things that you might've done before to get a date night and some time alone. It does impact the sex life. What works sometimes, nothing works all the time these days or ever, (laughs) is uh, to kind of start sex from your head. You know, I tell Mm -hmm. my just cuddle for 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, you know, fool around and see. Sometimes it actually ignites the mojo. It ignites the the, the passion. And if not, you had some good touch. That's a bonus time of touching, anyway. Exactly, and that takes the pressure off. And that's why that's why we have to let go of the expectations and the rules about how we do it to take the pressure off. You know, maybe we don't have enough time and enough energy to reach orgasm but we can still enjoy touching and caressing and being together and 
pillow talk and all those things. And whatever portion of it we can squeeze in there, it's worth doing. We've never been spooning more than like in these times, actually. Uh Like just sleeping, like falling asleep together and overcoming the the hair in the face phenomena of of (laughs) And like when when we were 20, it was an amazing thing to overcome. And for many years, it was the bed uh, became a tool for sleep as well. And and, and so like going back to spooning was, was actually... Adding some certainty, at least I know at the end of the day, I can, I can spoon with my wife. I, I will finish my, my webinars or whatnot and uh, could spoon with her and she would appreciate that. So, so comforting. So comforting. I, I had a bad dream last night and that's what I did. I asked my husband if I could cuddle him and it helps. It just, yeah, all the bad stuff goes away for a little while. Yeah, we need to find our moment of safety and our moments of small habits that we can control our our mm-hmm. circle of 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 effect where we can make decisions and change things is becoming so small but if you find the good things in there that mm-hmm. are under your control that lowers the, the levels of stress by much yeah right. the big one for me was exercise you know i became really creative on exercising and it's I think it's the the best tool I have these days. I wake up and I'm just so cranky and I'm or I'm having a hard day and it's the end mm-hmm. of the day and I do a quick exercise not you know not the full exercise that we usually do at CrossFit but something shorter that the mm-hmm. blood and wakes up the the body and just amazing how immediately I feel better. Sometimes the, the kids join because the kids don't move enough at all. So, you know, even taking them yeah. for a round around the block with a scooter or with a mm-hmm. bicycle. Or dancing, you know, putting on some music and everybody just dancing around. It's wonderful exercise and it lifts your spirits. Music is a tremendously helpful thing, I think, too. You know, you were talking about the kids not going to bed and all that. Headphones are very helpful. <laughs> if they have headphones, they're not going to hear what you're doing. So when we when we negotiated the 11 p.m. rule, we thought we mm-hmm. thought that would help. But then the 11 p.m. rule said no headphones, no phone. That was like a bad negotiation on my part. <laughs> we we literally created another two days in which we can't do anything. But <laughs> but 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 yes, we do. We did find out about the headphones uh, these days. They are. So small and and just uh, Bluetooth headphones seems to be uh, so. I borrowed my 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 headphones to my daughter, and I'm very happy that I did that. She can keep them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a small price to pay for a little privacy. Yes. But I'm a swimmer. I love to swim. That's my. And I'm 76 now, so some exercise is kind of off the boards for me. My knees can't take it. But swimming was always wonderful for me, very meditative, very healing. It's gone. I can't do it because I went to the gym to do that. But we have a swing in the yard. I find that swinging on the swing is somewhat related to swimming. You know, it's whole body exercise and it's moving and that helps. And I'm learning Tai Chi for the first time in my life. And that's really helpful. So anything you can do to keep yourself moving is very, very helpful. And I, I don't think I can emphasize music enough because, and you can, if you have headphones, you can listen to your own music without bugging anybody else too. 
So many good tips here. Uh, personally, before I wash my hands, I've got really good washing my hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my daughter is showing me all sorts of techniques like this <laughs> and the, the fingernail. I, I didn't know. I wasn't as good before. I'm really getting better at that. But before ta- washing my hands, it reminds me I've attached to the habit of doing 10 push-ups to washing my hands so that I will just use my body more and, and feel better about reforming my habits. Uh, after uh, like the first week or two where you're in the shutdown, you're so overwhelmed, you can't have even think about reestablishing your habits. But after a while, it's time to reestablish your habits. It's time to, to rebuild uh, like how you define yourself and those habits, they do so much with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, attaching that to washing your hands is a great thing to do. Um, I've done that for years with my medical, my clients who are medical personnel, like nurses and doctors, when I want them to think of something about, you know, being nice to themselves or something, I attach it to washing their hands because that's something they do over and over again. Now we're all washing our hands like that. And it's great to attach a mental thing or something like exercise to the hand washing so that you're getting two things done at once, really. So we, we are all going through a lot right now. And I think the main message is that it's okay to, to feel bad and to be overwhelmed and to be stressed. And there's all sorts of small day-to-day improvements that you can do. And don't feel bad if you're not doing them. I hope that by listening here now to you, Tina, and with your vast experience on helping people and and to you, Shachar, uh, that you're busier than ever with your therapy sessions to couples. I just hope uh, that this has brought you some moment of privacy with your headphones. Any last words of encouragement, Tina? Count your blessings. That's the best thing to change your mind. It doesn't take any energy or time. Shachar, your, your, your final words? I'm just, you know, noticing how I'm enjoying this conversation. And and Mm -hmm. this is my tip for other people. Create more contact through phone and through Zoom so you can see faces. Mm -hmm. That really helps. And for people who are alone at home, there are a lot of online groups now. People are forming groups. You know, the groups that used to meet to have coffee now is talking online and it's helpful it's not as great as being in personal but it's about half as good i'd say yeah it's better than than, not. than being alone yeah. yeah and and i would just say that uh, embracing change uh, not resisting it but uh, uh, thinking more about life is always full of changes and we grow as human beings our uh, abilities improve and so on so just looking at the situation as an opportunity for changes that some of them will be positive. We have created an ebook with UT and I, a few of them actually recently in the Generous Marriage Academy. You can find them in generousmarriage.com. And most specifically, you've been studying and researching and re- writing a guide for these times the, for, with the COVID-19 and pandemics and re- being shut down. And this guide is going to be made available for you. It's, 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 it's very thorough and we've been involved in looking at the planning, and, and I think that it's really great. So thank you for using the, this uh, time to write again. You, you, you wrote many, many books and published them, and you also wrote many ebook programs. 
Some of them are already available in generousmatch.com and, and this one will be available on the show notes of this episode today of the podcast. So thank you for all that you do to help people with the human condition and uh, with all of the many moments of, of hurdles in, in between. And uh, we invite you all guys to, sh- to go to generousmatch.com and check that guide up. Uh, we'll also put a link there for our guide for sex in Corona times that we are working on. So you can go to generousmatch.com and just find that out. I hope that this will help you either with, with stress and with the feelings that uh, arise uh, in these times or with finding uh, clever solutions for having sex with your partner and spouse. Thank you again, everyone, and uh, see you soon. Thank you, Tina. Good night. Thank you, Ziv. Thank you, Shachar. It's really nice to get together with you again. We should do it again. We should. <laughs> <laughs>